It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. We're back at it. Three Man Rush Podcast. Um, we had a packed full of action rivalry week we're going to recap i think we would be uh some sad sacks of shit though if we didn't first do a clown nose so i'm gonna give it to uh whoever wants to take over for a clown nose um lots of action to talk about so you've got plenty of options i'd like to start us off um i seconds ago i just lost to drew garrett by 0.04 0.04 in fantasy. Um, Jalen Hurts took a knee. It's minus two point points, zero two points or so, and uh, that that definitely probably lost me the game. So, cloud knows for Tom Beard tonight. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. the uh, The Neil has gotten me before. It's a it's a really really tough sword to die by. Hey, if you, if Jalen Hurts just ran a little QB draw, I mean that is that's all I need. It's a win. It's ridiculous. You got to call in and hit the Buffalo Wild Wings button and talk to Nick Sirianni about that one. I, I mean, I, I, I about I, – I didn't even – you know, I thought I had the game wrapped up, so like a minute 30 left after the Packers turned the ball over. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done watching the game. I assumed I won. Didn't. Yeah, but it's a tough one. But you didn't. But you didn't. It, it Also, because Jalen Hurts either rushes for – 10 yards or get sacked for about 13. Jalen Hurts had a great game today, so I was pumped about it. He did. Uh, anybody else got a clown nose real quick? Yeah, I've got one. Um, I recently, I think tonight or early this morning, uh, Iran has called for the U.S. to be kicked out of the World Cup because we are, we are standing with Iranians who are protesting over there for God knows what reasons. I don't know. But apparently they, they're that upset that they want the USA kicked out of the World Cup for, for standing with their protesters against their government. Uh, so here's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to win and move on to the round of 16, which I hope backfires completely. And we win by about 12 goals on Tuesday. I'm telling you, man, I've never been more fan of a soccer of soccer in my entire life. And I probably won't be for another four years. Or eight if we or don't ever. make it again. Yeah, or, or however long it takes to make, get us back here. All I'm saying is this, uh, it took me about five minutes into the game for me being like, well, I don't give a give a damn about soccer. And then they had one bad call. And I was like, you know what? Fuck Wales. (laughs) (laughs) Wales is a trash country. (laughs) I hate them. Yeah, I I got a clown nose. Um, Just to any soccer fans out there. I watched 95 minutes of cardio. It's not fun. Quit telling me it's fun. It's horrible. That's all I got to say. You just watch the extended highlights. That's what you need to do. You would have seen. You would have seen less than we saw. Yeah. Listen, I, I basically, I basically went to 
just went out in the middle of the highway and watched someone ride a, run a 5K. <laughs> Actually, Drew, you watched some guys run a 10K. Yeah, they literally said they ran nine miles, which is kind of crazy. Well, stick to cross country then. Quit, quit calling it a sport. I mean, I, hey, can we all agree that I does anyone else feel like we are just being boned in these games? I have no, no clue. No, I have no, no way, clue. no way to judge it. I just feel like we we get we get murdered out there, and just they they don't care. They don't care because we don't sit and flop like these little little puss bags in Europe. See, the only the only reason I had a good time watching the game is because we went to Hideaway and I had two beers. <laughs> Hey, four dollar beers at Hideaway, man. Big beers. Yeah, that was nice of them. Real nice of them. Lady spilled the chips all over me, but you know, I, you take what you can get. It was good hospitality. Yeah, I got a special clown nose here, and it's actually college football related. And that's to anybody that thought that Ohio State was a better team than Michigan. I was calling it the whole season. I've been saying it the whole season. They're frauds. I said they were frauds the entire time. They're like Gonzaga in basketball. That's what I thought. And I'm just proud of myself for knowing this one from the beginning because I've had a, I've had my fair share of bad takes, but I was right on this one. Two weeks ago, you said you went Michigan. No, I, 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 I said almost... I picked Michigan. I was the only one that picked Michigan in the conference championship. About us first. No, I, I understand that. But about two weeks ago, there was a different there – was There was a little iffy then. then. There was a little iffy then. Yeah, but I'm still proud. Hey, I, think, I think it's more impressive that I chose Purdue. Yeah, well, Purdue, Purdue basically was process of elimination. Everybody yeah, else was so bad. Been. Yeah. Hey, I I think I had the the best pick though. North Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> Northwestern they're didn't. Hunting. Northwestern didn't win one single game on U.S. soil this year. Hey, they're they're hunting. <laughs> I guess. All right, but let's let's hey. start off with that game though. North Ohio State, a, Michigan. Hold on, is conference championship games next Saturday? Yeah, regular season's over. That's wild. bingo, 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 bingo. All right, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> bingo. Thanks. Thanks for the bingo, there, Drew. No, I'm pumped. Now I'm pumped as well. Um, but it is a little bit sad that the regular season's over. Well, I'm happy. I don't have to watch my shit football team anymore. Well, we're That's in the not... same boat. Yep. Hey, hey, are we all happy? We sad. don't have to worry about losing this week. This is the happiest I've ever I've ever been to see a season end. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know I'm gonna miss it, but still, I well, couldn't. I, watch I, I already missed. I already missed the folks. I don't. Yeah, my like, I'm, listen, I'm, I, I'm I'm missing everything. It's just I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm I just got so sick and tired of watching that team. Yeah, yeah I feel the same way about OSU this year. So neither of us had a great season. Ironic, the first season we do the podcast is the, is the season which you know you are just not very good. Not, not very good is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is, this is the worst I have ever seen OU in my life. We're diarrhea. Yeah. Well, you guys want to start off with Michigan and Ohio State, two teams that actually don't suck? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I like I said before, I thought that Ohio State was a fraud. On offense, a little bit. But I don't know if I saw this coming, to be quite honest with you. I didn't think that Michigan would win by this much, and I didn't think Ohio State would seemingly kind of look like they weren't. I mean, they were obviously interested to be there, but Michigan seemed like they played harder and wanted it more, to be quite honest with you. 
I think they're just a better team. I think I was just wrong about it the entire time. Well, I know, but like everybody was saying, basically, if Blake Corum isn't playing and, um, you know, they, and they can't, you know, they didn't run the ball really that effectively until the last two runs by Donovan Edwards, that they didn't have a chance. And, man, they, they just threw the ball deep every time. And did, did we overhype Blake Corum? Is Michigan's O-line just that good? I mean, I don't know. They didn't really rush the ball that great until the very end of the game when Donovan Edwards broke two long ones. It wasn't consistent like last year when they were running the ball for like eight, nine yards every time. I mean, but if you if you were just a stat sheet looker, you'd see 220 rushing yards. True. Yeah, true. I, uh, I, Jake, I was, I was that, that group that's saying if, if Michigan doesn't have Blake Corum, I, I think I said like verbatim, if Michigan didn't have Blake Corum, there's no chance in hell that they beat Ohio state, but I mean, or other way, I'm sorry. Oh, or Michigan. Wait, did I say that right? You said it right. You said yeah. Right. Okay. Tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. My bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't see it happening, but obviously I'm very incorrect. Well, uh, I think, I think this is more, I think this is more a testament to Michigan's defense than it is anything on the offensive side. I think that the defense played incredibly well yesterday, especially, Especially early, like they they were there was a couple of chances where they were in danger of really getting taken out of the game, and and their defense stood tall for a large portion of that game that really showed to be the the deciding factor there at the end of the game. Who's the first quarter? Who's that number nine on Michigan's defense? That guy's incredible. Number nine? Yeah, he I he they said he took over Dax's spot. Dax Hills. Let's see. He's he's incredible. He played amazing. May that's a pretty impressive Is first. Saren still? No, Saren still zero. Saren still McCarthy. zero. Yeah. Hey, JJ McCarthy is the real deal, by the way. He's also number nine. Yeah. Damani Dent. I don't know. I think whoever's the free safety for Michigan. Hmm. I can't remember which one that was, but yeah, they. Uh... Yeah, dude. I thought that this is my interesting takeaway. At least I had when I watched the highlights of it again, because you know you can't pick up on things very well when you watch it the first time. You're just like excited, but I watched the game. I thought Michigan basically they were not having anybody spy on CJ Stroud. They were just basically letting the middle of the field be open, and if CJ Stroud wanted to run, the rush lanes were going to allow him to do that. He never ran the ball. Like there was times when he could have ran. It was third and eight, third and nine. He could have ran the football and got a first down. And you saw J.J. McCarthy run, and it fire up his whole team. He trucked a couple people, and it's like the quarterback being tough and wanting to run sparked his team. And C.J. Stroud didn't do that. I mean, he, he made some great throws, yeah. But C.J. Stroud is going to end his career without playing the Big Ten Championship game and without beating Michigan. Like, that's pretty crazy to me. And I don't know. I, I'm impressed by Michigan a lot because the first half, it did feel like what Calvin said. Like, there was a chance for Ohio State to throw some punches that would put them up against the ropes. And they didn't get it done. Ohio State did in the first quarter, I thought the game was over. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I mean, it was like ten to three. It wasn't like crazy. It wasn't. Know, it wasn't necessarily a score or like it just. It was the just how the just, game was playing. Yeah, the yeah, Ohio State was, State was dominating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, but I think that that when it when it got to halftime and Michigan realized they were only down by three, they came out of the second half ready to kick some ass, and Ohio State was like, "Man, how can we keep this thing close?" That's kind of how it felt the rest of the way. Oh, well, for sure. The momentum shifted, but there at the beginning, I was like, oh, this might get ugly. Like the crowd was in it. The, the, the game, Ohio State had the ball for a lot of the first quarter for sure. 
And it was just like, geez. And then Michigan, Michigan just hung around. And like I said, that defense, it just, it just hung around and hung around and gave their offense a chance and it showed the work for them. Ryan, Man, Day, go Ryan ahead, Day coached like a little scared baby boy in the second half. So, so there's a couple things I want to touch on real quick about the, a Ryan day, but also just Michigan. Is this like the quickest turnaround you've seen from a program? Because like there was times in 2020 where people were literally calling for Jim Harbaugh to be fired. Like they were two and four in the COVID year and they're going to go back to back playoffs. Like even regardless if they lose to Purdue, like it's, yeah. it's been quick. And then also Ryan day. I don't know, man. Like you can't, you can't Jake, let's calm down. Let's I'm, not, calm I'm down. not saying, I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, to be born on third base and you're probably at second base now. Like, I don't know. He, he has not, he's, he hasn't even really gotten a lead off on third. I'm not really sure what, what you're saying at this point. I understand. I'm, that I'm saying when he, when, when he got the job, he was born on third base. He, sure. and he, and he acted like he had, he had hit a triple when he was just on third base. Sure. And he right now gift, he was gifted a Lamborghini. Yes. Yeah. And he's drove that Lamborghini pretty well i mean like i don't know like when you're hired to be ohio state head coach you're hired to beat michigan and he hasn't done that you know what he's doing i don't think he's driving it like i think he's just driving it scared i kind of think so too but i mean it's just because they got ahead and it looked like they were just playing to like stay ahead they didn't look like they were trying to just murder people like they normally do i mean i feel like he got out coached i mean did you guys feel like that yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah for sure especially the second half i mean it was all Michigan. And, that, and, and that's not to say, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. So, I mean, you can get out coached by Jim Harbaugh sometimes, but two years in a row, I mean, they, they built this game up like they had been pissed about it for 364 days. And they didn't play like that to me. I think they, they played, they didn't play bad though. Like you, again, it was those last two runs at the end of the game that made it look the way it did. True. That's fair. True. But and, I don't, let's, let's, I understand Ryan Day hasn't gotten to the big game. He hasn't won the big game or anything like that. But let's not act like his record is bad. He's like 34 and in this what's 34, this is, 34 and 5 or something like that. Is this his third year coaching? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think this I think it's maybe his fourth now. I okay. Still, if he's it, like Calvin said, the record alone, even if he hasn't won beat Michigan, you're gonna you're keeping your job. Well, I mean, he, oh, I mean, I'm he, not he, saying he, he should be fired. I'm just saying he beat him in 19. Yeah, he didn't get to play them in 2020, which I think, in my opinion, Ohio State would have won by a lot, and it could have really I mean, shifted some things. But I think, so and I, I think honestly, COVID might have helped Harbaugh. To be quite honest, yeah, it too. definitely, it definitely <laughs> helped them in not playing Michigan that year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any other thoughts about that game? Because I was, I will say this much: JJ McCarthy definitely deserves his due um, for credit because there was yeah. a lot of people saying he he couldn't beat him with his arm, and he did so. I mean, you could see Jim Knowles plan was to make jj mccarthy win the game with his arm and he did so and, uh, and i think uh yeah jj mccarthy i i don't like ohio state at all i thought they i i mean i was wrong with my take as well i like i like michigan but um yeah they just flat out jj mccarthy did what he needed to do and he, he looked good for as young as he is he looked really good ohio state hasn't beaten michigan in over a thousand days that's my last good. thing it's a good world um I saw something on Twitter. Uh, do y'all think ESPN tried to slide JJ McCarthy into the Heisman conversation? What do y'all think about that? Uh, yeah, Caleb Williams won the Heisman. Well, when you uh, obviously, but you got it. Like if you had, if you just had like a top six, like and you put, and someone puts JJ McCarthy in there, do you think that's just? Not with those yeah. numbers. No, he has seventeen touchdowns and like two picks. So. 
the we'll last, take that with a grain of salt. The next closest guy had 30 touchdowns. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. He's not a Heisman candidate, but he he played a game that was worthy of being a Heisman if he had better numbers the rest of the year. Like that yeah. moment. I mean, if he had C.J. Stroud's numbers and then played the game he did against Ohio State, he'd definitely be on the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the, numbers. the Heisman race is over. Yeah. We already got a winner. Yeah. Does it get voted on? It gets voted on before championship weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come yeah. out until after, but I think it gets voted on. Yeah, yeah. I think it it's should over. do after because if you have like say you have two Heisman finalists uh like playing each other like in say in the championship that would be amazing to see like those two duel off. It basically happened that. that one year uh yeah. with yeah. Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tua. Like that would just... that would be so fun to watch especially like in imagine if they it, if it does come down to that they announce it after the game like that would be hype as shit. But yeah. then the it'd be funny if the if the losing team guy wins though that would really suck for him. But like the Nickelodeon slime game where everybody makes the the opposing teams the losing team's quarterback be the player of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky Heisman Award every time. Every time. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so what? Hey, so what was your favorite rivalry game so far? That, or that, well, I guess they're all over now. But this weekend, because there was a lot on, you know, throughout Thursday, Friday, Florida, Florida State was my favorite. What was your guys' favorite? Um, Oregon, Oregon State. Oh, yeah, that was a game. That that was an awesome game. Clemson, Clemson uh, South Carolina was another good one. It was a great game. That just happened yeah. to be during the Michigan Ohio State game, which yeah, that, that was a great game. Uh, real quick, just real quick about that. I, I don't, we can talk about the game if we want, but real quick about that South Carolina. Look, Spencer Rattler, let's not la- let's 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 chill with the cigar video, man. Like you had a couple oh. of great weeks, but let's not act like you just won the national championship like Joe Burrow yeah, did. This this what this uh, what I'm gonna say right here. This what I'm gonna say right here. Now that he's not OU, he's a cocky little bastard. I saw that. I was like, dude, we gotta relax. Like that. Hey. This is too much. I'm now starting to understand more and more. Like, do you remember when Dax would just go off in a group chat just about how much he hated Spencer and how cocky oh, yeah. he was? I, yeah. I he, called him, he, he called him a head case, which that's not true. That uh, yeah, a, I don't agree. With he that. is a watch, cocky little bastard. If you watch QB1 and that's your only opinion, you would probably think he's a head case. Yeah. Fair. But I mean, I'm sure that's not exactly who he is. But um, I don't know. The cigar thing is like to me, like it seems like more and more people. It's like kind of just a new thing in college football. Like people smoke cigars after a big win. I don't know if it's like uh, him trying to emulate Joe Burrow, really. No, I, I mean you got we got to give some respect to him. He beat two top five teams in two weeks. Well, no, no, Clemson's he, he, not top five. They were top ten. They're both top or, ten. Though. Top ten. My bad. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. But I mean, let's not, let's not act like his stats are you know out of this world this year. Oh no, also, no. He also listen. We didn't even look at his stats. He went he went twenty five for thirty nine, three sixty two touchdowns, and he threw two picks as well. And he's out there smoking cigars as if he just threw for seven hundred yards. Hey, his two so, picks were in the first quarter though. There's still two picks. Yeah, I know, but that, he played three quarters of really good football. Uh, so his counterpart did not. And that's something we no. drew. Drew called it before the season. He said, "I don't think DJ is very good." And then we watched him a couple games. We kind of went back and forth on it. Uh, I think we were. I think we called our shot on on the, on the first one. I just don't think he's very good. They should have started Cade and never looked back. And never I did it though. Hey, DJ will be at another Power Five in about, a couple months. About Arkansas. 
I could see that's a that's a good fit. I could see that. Yeah. Before Tua came into Alabama, it it <laughs> DJ Uyungle is perfect for Bama's system back in the day. When they, they don't really need a quarterback, they've just got all the five stars to surround the kid. He just does what he's supposed to do and they win the football game. I still about, think there's uh, I still think I still think there's a really good quarterback in DJ. Like I feel like he could be very good. It's just he's uh, shown it. He's dead. Yeah. I mean, he's had he's had great games. He just is so inconsistent. Just think you well, gotta give Kate a cl- a chance at this point. Yeah. What if he transfers to a place like Iowa State? <laughs> Could you imagine? Matt Campbell pulls a well, shocker. That's funny, Drew, that you mentioned that because Real Mitchell, the guy that was uh, the senior when he was at St. John Bosco with DJ, went to Iowa yeah, State initially. Yeah. And then he transferred, didn't he? Well, he's, he's horrible. Horrible. Yeah, he was. He played like four snaps against OU and got murdered. So I got a question for you guys. Do you think DJ's QBR can drink from the game against South Carolina? He had eight eight completions for 29 attempts, 99 yards, touchdown, interception. I already looked at it. I can't answer this. Well, I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm questioning if it is even allowed to play like kid pitch yet. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say yes, it can't play kid pitch. <laughs> It would be a little um, unfair to the kids. <laughs> well, he probably he definitely, he definitely can't drive a car then. Oh, he can. He can even he can even buy a hotel room. He can rent a car. Yep, rent a oh, car. He's... Twenty-seven and a half years. Oh wow. Yeah, surprisingly big, surprisingly a, a larger number than I expected. Horrible QBR though. That factors in rushing yards and stuff too, doesn't it? Uh, it might. I'm not sure. Because the- passer rating and QBR rating, I think, are two different things. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're definitely different. So I, I want to talk about Friday night, though. I was impressed by Jordan Travis in FSU. I really was. Like, Jordan Travis, man, I'm t- telling you, next year for the Heisman, like, he might be a good person to bet on. He he is a stud. Like, he has gotten so much better than I remember him being when he was young. And I also want to ask this question. Do you think – and I, I don't know if it's, it could be – I could be off base for even asking this question – but do you guys think that Travis Hunter regrets maybe not going to Florida State and going to Jackson State where we just don't really hear about him? I mean, I would. I mean, they've had a good year. They went nine and three, too. It's just like I don't know, dude. The games that uh, – yeah, yeah. Because the games I've watched of – there was one early in the season of uh, Jackson State playing, and Jordan Travis looked – I mean, he was making every play in, on the field, every single one. And imagine we could see that against actual, like, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Like, we're not getting Jordan Travis against, you know, Kool-Aid McKinney. You mean Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter, whatever his name is. Um, But uh, he's incredible. I, I, I wish Florida State had him right now. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, I think taking yourself out of the spotlight is never a good thing. I I yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't think he regrets I'm it. Talking like, he, I'm talking about, like, playing at Jackson State. I'm saying, like, I mean, obviously different factors, but, like, as an athlete, taking yourself out of the spotlight is probably not the best thing. Especially with NIL. Yeah. He's also getting coached by primetime. He's a corner. Like, it, I mean, that's... Right. Colorado offered primetime. Yeah. He'll probably, he'll probably follow him. That would honestly... I, I'd love to see Dion take over Colorado. That'd be awesome. I was oh, thinking Georgia, a, Georgia Tech should have done that. Oh, it's such Georgia a weird Tech? place for him to go. Out of all the places <laughs> in the country, Colorado would not be the one I would guess. No, but they're the one. Georgia Tech's in Atlanta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That would be an awesome fit then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, I think Georgia Tech's trying to hire Tulane's coach, Willie Fritz. Also, 
just real quick, Travis Hunter has a lot of NIL deals, so I don't think that oh. really matters much. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure, yeah. That makes he, sense. Yeah, well, he's got a lot, it looks like. That's just like let's, let's see what he did this year, stats wise. He's had, he had oh, a couple picks. Two interceptions, fumble return, eleven total tackles. I don't know. That's it. You play Oh, let's see. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I've been trying to look. I definitely. When I watched the game, he was definitely playing both sides. He had yeah, two two receptions. Oh, he had three touchdowns. So I guess I'm. I guess he did have a better three. Thirteen receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. There you go. He must have both ways. A ton. I think he got hurt. Maybe. But he had 140. He had 142 receiving yards this year. Two tutties. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right though. I mean, hey, okay, so. Anything you guys had from the, the the games that were before Saturday? Like, I don't know, Nebraska beating Iowa was kind of nuts. Um, I did I not care. expect that. I don't really I care. That but... one yeah, I don't care either. It's just – I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal for the Big Ten. Yeah, that, that, really, yeah I though. guess that's true. It does it's true. Right, it, but... it is, but it's not really. Because we already know that Michigan's going to well, beat the other team by 40. Well, they already have. They've already beaten yeah. Nebraska and Iowa. Um, but I guess now they play Purdue. But um, Spoiler makers. So, did, but did you guys think Mississippi State Ole Miss game? What'd you think of that one? Uh, it was uh, fun. I like I like the Arizona State Arizona game too. Yeah, it was a good game. Good game. North Carolina. Arizona. North Carolina. Arizona's a fun little team to watch. I'm telling you, Arizona's got some. Yeah, they are. Hey, what Arizona's was up like, with the? What was up with Lane Kiffin using two timeouts before the two point conversion? And then then running a shovel pass. Yeah. I mean, did he, the tie, did he? I didn't watch the game. Was it the like the Chiefs' little shovel pass that they run to the tie, to Travis Kelsey all the time? Kind of. It was like to a receiver though in motion, and then the yeah, defensive tackle batted it down. The thing is, there's a minute left, so they're down by two. Two. It, yeah. I mean, why not just run a bad play and then try to let your defense have get three timeouts? Well, get a stop and then get the ball back. None of it. None of it would have mattered if Will Rogers wouldn't have fumbled the ball right to Ole Miss. Yeah, that's true. Well, so okay, those are those are just some of the games that happened before Saturday. We talked about Clemson, South Carolina, Notre Dame, USC. Do you guys think it's a bigger deal that Caleb Williams is going to be the Heisman or that USC, you know, kind of won the game against Notre Dame? Uh, yeah. I think it's more of a bigger deal for USC. So I'm, that's kind of what I think, and I think they might be in the playoff. Well, they're going to be Utah. Yeah, it's solely because of Caleb Williams. It's because they have the best player in college football. Uh, and like and the best receiver, really. And if they didn't have Caleb Williams, they'd have five losses right now. Is that how you feel about it, Drew? Yeah. yeah so I, I, I know it's the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could easily say that. I mean, they basically had Drake. I mean, you could convince me that Drake London was nearly, I mean, not as good as Jordan Addison, but definitely up there with him so they were basically uh, the same team if they take away caleb jake who who called that game it was reese davis reese davis on a third and 20 or chris fowler or chris fowler not reese davis yeah chris fowler on a third and 20 caleb williams throw he, it was a good play honestly got out of the pocket scrambled out to his right and threw it downfield on third and 20 and it's i'm not getting you 10 yards short of the first down and and chris fowler is screaming that it's a first down He's like, first down. it was like 14 <laughs> 10 it was like not even close. <laughs> oh, we should we, we got to find that. Yeah, oh, it'll be very easy. You know, but USC without Caleb Williams would have five losses. He's that special of a player. 
I don't think they would have played enough five good teams that have made them lose. You well, know what I mean? have you seen their their games? They've had like five close games, and I guarantee you they wouldn't win without Caleb Williams. Yeah. You think Miller Moss is going to do Caleb, Caleb Williams things? No, but I, I think, think if they had Jackson Dart, they would have won some of Here it is. You guys think you could hear this? Is this bad for the pod if I play this? I don't care. So it's third and 20. I can't hear it, though. I don't know if you better look Yeah, Cal, I can't hear it, man. All right, that's sucks. Just well, send it. Just send it to us on Twitter. We'll yeah, watch yeah. it. Uh, okay. Hey, but let, let's let's talk about who who did you think is a loser of the season now that the regular season's over? Because I got a special one, and I don't know if you guys are going to remember this guy, but he made some news in a not so great way this week. The losers. Yeah. For just just who who had a bad year because uh, I, I don't got, think as a as a team or a player anybody uh, who's the player? old head coach. Coach of Wisconsin, Paul Christ. Yeah, he Paul Christ. He, I mean, he, can he call bagging thirty million dollars a bad year? I say he's in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna stay away from the obvious of both OU and OSU, but like, let me think. I mean, JT Daniels didn't do a damn thing. Oh yeah, oh that was good. That's a good one, Drew. You, you want to talk about somebody not doing a damn thing? I'll talk to you about the uh, quarterback at. At the Big Twelve national champ or reigning champs last year, Jerry Bohannon going down to South Florida and winning one game, getting bet. <laughs> that guy, oh, that poor guy. Sure. They, went, they went one and eleven. Dude, he wasn't bad. He could have gone to such a better school. He got benched. Well, he also he, hit the portal late, way late. Yeah, which I mean, I think he got hurt, Calvin. It was still he threw for he had six touchdowns and six picks. Oh, yeah, not great. Hey, it's a one to one ratio. The old the old 30-30 season from Jameis Winston. <laughs> 30 interceptions, 30 yeah. touchdowns. And 5,000 passing yards. That's got to be the most crazy. St- like, if you just eliminate half of those interceptions, that's a fucking awesome season. It's an MVP year. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I play NCAA football. That's yeah. how I play. <laughs> my, hey, Cal, my numbers you, are more like you... 90 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Cal, who's, who are you leading right now? Uh, Clint Shelf's got New Mexico State. We're da- we're down. We just tied the game with Colorado State. We're ranked number four in the country. You know, Clint Shelf is like a insurance guy now. Yeah, he sells insurance. <laughs> Clint Shelf. Yeah, he's, he's the head coach of New Mexico right now. Well, did you know? Did you he's know? He's got to get away White from the sells, cop speed. Oh yeah. You know, Jason White sells air conditioning in the Oklahoma City area. Oh, I couldn't miss it. He's on the TV every <laughs> Saturday. Airco. Come on. It's a. Uh, you want you want the Heisman air. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he says on the commercial? Um, I want the Heisman air. <laughs> I was gonna give my loser of the season to Mr. Mel Tucker. Oh, oh that's coming. So he got a hundred thousand dollars to split among his staff. Oh yeah. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> Pocketed taking? all of it after taking a ninety-five million dollar contract to the dome. He needed a hundred thousand more. For what? Hey, I think it's I think it's time to say Tuck is no longer coming. He's get he's getting cummed on. I'm also he's, he's just not a good coach. No, he's shooting blanks. Aren't yeah. we all? I mean, dude, the entire Big Ten just peed on him this year. <laughs> I mean, I get I get mad uh, when when OSU gives Mike Gundy like a rollover contract. At least we didn't sign him to ninety five million after one oh, season. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be so mad. 
what would y'all do? What would y'all do if it comes out that Mike Gundy gets a ninety-five million dollar extension after this year? I don't know, but Tom, can we talk about how they won the Peach Bowl and they gave him ninety-five million dollars? <laughs> they beat the Pittsburgh Panthers in the Peach Bowl and they decided they rode, mil. Dude, Mel Tucker owes everything in his life to Kenneth Walker. Everything. Well, I do too. My fantasy team does. That's, that's a good they, point. Uh, they. They won the Peach Bowl. They hand him ninety-five million and then lose to Indiana in double overtime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at least they had the Peach Bowl. They will never get to bring that banner. That banner will hang forever. You know what? Here's a stat: (laughs) ninety-five million dollar Peach Bowl banner. Here's a here's a stat. I want to hear what you guys think about this stat. Stats via Jarendolski. All right. Mike Gundy makes eight point five million dollars a year, and Andy Reid makes seven point five million dollars a year. <laughs> Isn't that that's kind of? I mean, that's it's not like crazy. It's kind of great. Like I thought, NFL coaches made a lot more than college coaches. Well, you said Andy Dalton. No, I, I meant Andy Reid. Oh, <laughs> Andy Dalton, the Red oh. Rocket. Well, yeah. When you said Andy Dalton, that was a really confusing stat. No, I, I thought no, you no, said. No. Andy Reed. I knew who you were talking about, Drew. Yeah, I'm talking about Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Mike Gundy. I think Mike Gundy makes seven and a half million. But yeah, Mike, Mike, oh. Mike, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say at this point. Mike, he needs to, he needs to hire Kale Gundy so he can be re- reinvigorated and get some motivation. It's not. It's not even the point that like Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy makes more than him. I just thought in, in general, NFL coaches made made way more than college. Well, coaches. you got to think because they have that. They have that budget. They have a budget they have to be in. Well, or, that's uh, true. They, they also don't have to recruit. That's true. And their turnover for their coaches is pretty much every year. So they, you know, they have a set budget for that. Whereas if you, if you want to pay a public, public university can pay, I mean, Texas tried to pay Nick Saban like $12 million, like five or six years ago. Yeah. They hold on. Since we're on the topic of coaching, who do you think had the better hire in Nebraska or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, I think I think it's close. We got we got one minute left in this one, but I, I want to discuss with you guys that after this little break here. Okay. All right, two new boys have been hired, Mr. Matt Rule, Mr. Luke Fickle. I'm a little bit shocked that Luke Fickle got hired by Wisconsin. Um, it, it makes me think that he maybe Notre Dame and OU didn't offer him the job last offseason because Wisconsin is not. I mean, I, Wisconsin's a great job, but it's a step below OU and Notre Dame for sure. Um, but which one do you think is a better hire? You guys said Luke Fickle, it seemed like, before the break. That's my cool. knee jerk. Would you, I would agree. Would you say it's a better hire if Luke Fickle is the one that went to Nebraska and Matt Riddle went to Wisconsin? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, I, I think Luke Fickle will have more success because Nebraska's just that bad of a program right now. He'll definitely have more immediate success. Yes. Um, I think, in my opinion, and I don't think Nebraska is going to be anywhere close to what it used to be because it used to be, you know, like Ohio State is now. Like it used to be that good of a program. I don't think it's going to get back to that. I think that those days are quite honestly over for quite a while. But well, they don't have the recruiting base. Exactly. But if there's somebody that you want to get in there that can develop talent and is a good, you know, a good guy to, to, to have around the program, that's going 
going to get guys that can stay for four to five years and really get better. Matt Rule is a is a damn good hire. I was about to okay. Mm-hmm. So say you're Baylor say from you're, one and eleven to mid twelve title contenders. I'm telling you, I think that's the perfect hire for Nebraska. I really do. Um, I agree. So say you're a four star and your final two are Wisconsin and Nebraska, and you are going solely off coaching. What are you picking? Uh, Luke Fickle. I think Luke Fickle's a better coach, but I think Matt Rule might be a better developer. If that makes sense, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think it kind of remains to be seen, probably for for now. What do I think they're on the same. I think they're on the same level. They both have like the same sort of success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke Fickle probably had his opportunity to go to the NFL as well. Right? Yeah, Jake, you do. You do make that is interesting. If if Luke Fickle took this job, OU and Notre Dame definitely did not offer him, which is shocking to me because, like, I think, man, if if. I don't know. I'm, maybe maybe I'm off, but would you guys rather have Luke Fickle than Brent Venables? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy, but he seems like I, I, didn't, I, don't, I, I don't think we know yet. Man, I don't know mm. what type of coach can take that type type of turmoil and have a good season. I'm like I'm sure there's a couple out there that can do it, but like this just remains to be seen with the and amount of you, people you lost. If you are given a choice, who would you take? Of the, of Venables and Fickle. Yeah. yeah. I'd still probably take Venables just because I just want to see him get his recruit his recruiting class in. It's the, it's one of the best recruiting classes in OU history he's bringing in right now. But who's to say Luke Fickle can recruit close to the same level? Well, it's a, I like. I don't know. I just, that's I, it. That's it's, a... it's, it's, it's just hard to say because we've never seen Luke Fickle coach at the Power Five level before either. True, but I mean, before, before this year, you hadn't seen Venables be a head coach either. Ever, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm just... taking it as if Luke Fickle was at OU or Brent Venables was at OU, who would I want to play for more? And honestly, I mean, if like if I'm coming straight out of high school, I'm I'm probably taking Fickle over Venables solely because Fickle has just more proven. Well, it's because he's been a head coach before. Yeah, and that's that, that's, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just if I was hiring coordinators, I would definitely pick Venables. But if I'm hiring head coaches, yeah. I think I'd take Luke Fickle. It's kind if of I'm a linebacker, if I'm a linebacker, I'm 100% going for Venables. But other than that, I'm probably choosing Fickle. It's just it's just different because Venables is just I don't know. Like you can do the same thing with. He's, go ahead. I don't know. I was gonna say I was just gonna say something. I didn't, it's it's just too hard to tell because both of them, like Fickle's been a head coach, but not at the Power Five level. Venables has never been a head coach, but has has had success as a coordinator. Pickles had success as a head coach too, and a coordinator. Yeah, Both. yeah, and a coordinator. I mean, he was at Ohio State DC when they won the national championship. He um yeah, he, he also was the Ohio State interim head coach, and he had a horrible year his first year as the interim coach, and that, he went six and six. So I mean, you can't you know Brent Venables went six and six this year, so maybe it's just a first year thing, but. I, I would say Luke Fickle it would be my answer. And I, and you could play the same game with Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame, even though they yeah, had exactly. a slightly better yeah. season. Yeah. This one, I think it, I think if you put Fickle in the same situation you put Venables in this year, I'm saying you probably get damn near the same result. This, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the before season, that wasn't wasn't the attitude towards OU, though. I just, I just don't think – well, I think people just over-exaggerated the talent we had. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that can happen for sure. We see it all the time. Yeah. So uh, I do want to talk about Texas A&M 
and LSU. Go. Good, good uh, transfer. Yeah, yeah uh, I, said, I said, uh, I said two weeks ago, Pat Santa would do, would do some stupid shit like that and beat they, LSU. They're the dangerous. They're dangerous. Drew is Drew is. I mean, if you're an I'm A&M, A&M predictor, listen to Drew. I'm the a predictor. I think Drew might beat like A&M a little bit. But I like. I might what? You might like A&M. Do you like A&M, Drew? I I, I hope their program dissolves. Drew Drew's an Aggie. <laughs> Drew's an Aggie. Drew is an Aggie. <laughs> no, if you're gonna Drew. call me that, might as well call me the other word. What's that? Let's uh, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> just move yeah, it's on. Michael, Michael Scott. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just move on. Just move what on. The, Michael, Michael Scott the... called Oscar. Just move on. <laughs> it's what the British calls cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so I want to play a little game here. Um, well, actually, you know what? First off, congrats to Texas A&M. Uh, you know, congrats on a big win. LSU was not a playoff team. Did you guys think LSU was a playoff team? Because I sure did. No, but they were. They were. They were headed for it. They were they fun, were, though. Yeah. They were fun for while it lasted. It was fun. It was a nice month. Nice November for LSU football. There you go. Now Alabama's going to get in after Utah beats USC. Don't, let's not talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Oh, I'm rooting for it now. <laughs> you're, rooting, you're rooting for Alabama? I mean, I'd rather I'd rather Alabama be in than USC. Oh, you suck. Uh, that is – that's – wow. You realize yeah, if USC – if USC gets in at four, they're going to play Georgia. Like yeah, that's running. that's what I'm really hoping you know, for. And then but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to have the reality if they actually beat them. I don't want to live in that world. That would be a great <laughs> game. It's a world I don't want to be in. I can't. I, I would be if TCU, Michigan, and Georgia, USC. That's that's a that's a college football fan's that's dream. Such a fun Final Four. Yes. Give me Georgia, Alabama. Oh, Drew, OU Drew, in oh. Nebraska. <laughs> How did Nebraska slip in there? I don't know. You slip in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just it's just a dream scenario. Oh, use at least eligible for a bowl. No, you know hey. what? You know what? Final four. Yeah, we need. This is true. You, we need. We need Georgia, Bama, Clemson, and Ohio State. We so just we just immediately skip the no two loss team has ever been to the college football playoff. We, we have our first ever no bowl eligible team has ever made a college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Vanderbilt, UMass, throw UConn in, even though they made a bowl. No, UConn's having a stellar season for them. And some, let's say, some people. I want to throw in who, who else? Duke. Coming in at number four, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Can you imagine? <laughs> some some people some people say the guarantee rate bowl is more important than the Rose Bowl, and I'm that person. <laughs> who, who are you guys supposed to play? Iowa. I want to. I want to play Arkansas. I really think you guys are going to play Iowa in the guaranteed rate bowl. Well, we played Iowa like 2011 in the Insight Bowl. Yep. Well, we whooped them. Yep. Uh, so, so I got some questions for you about Texas A&M LSU a little bit. So I'm going to do an over under game and then you guys tell me if you're going over the number that I present or uh, under it. So I Texas A&M players that will transfer this off season under or over 20. They're already at five. Under, over. but they hit under. 19. Over. Over Drew. Including Jimbo Fisher. He's hitting the transfer portal. Really? He's getting out of Dodge. No. I'm going to say 
the the bet's gonna push because it's gonna be twenty exactly. Okay. Uh, over or under a number of strippers it takes to get Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Three. Probably under. I think yeah, it under, pushes. Under because you gotta get your you you gotta get your best one there. Oh, that is that's a great <laughs> point. Hey, we talked about that on the first pod. You gotta get the good the good hookers there. That's there what hey, that's what that's what Rick Patino did. He won a yeah. national championship doing it. <laughs> so all it takes is some good hookers. Well, wouldn't that be something? They went from you see the tweet that said that Cadillac Williams he said that twelve people converted their life to Christ this offseason <laughs> to hire on a coach with with strippers. <laughs> they're going they're going from a coach that is basically a pastor to Hugh Freeze <laughs> who got fired for paying for prostitutes. <laughs> they literally That's... went from Jesus to Judas in a in a week. That is That's, the beauty of college football. That's that's the definition of SEC country. Yep. Wait, how many wins does Liberty have? Eight, nine? Hire that man. <laughs> they look into his 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 you know his, they do a background check and it's just felony, felony, sexual assault. Like whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't He's care a damn all. good football coach. Arkansas's Arkansas is going to look at that track record and hire him on the spot. I think really? he has what we need. <laughs> He's got hey, that Paul, dog in him. I think I think he got what we need. I don't know, man. Liberty just got absolutely embarrassed by New Mexico State this weekend. Well, it's because they What's quit on him. Mm, they know he's he leaving. He told him he's going to Auburn. Speaking of, I think Boys. the same thing happened at Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss quit on their coach a little bit. Do you really he think was. Lane Kiffin's gone? No, I don't no, think he's, he's gone. I just think the rumors that over it kind of put a cloud over their program for sure. That Arkansas fan is still running with that helmet. Did he? Oh, dude, I hope that guy never got caught. <laughs> I hope it's in. I hope it's in his room right now, just sitting. Oh yeah. Might okay. a, you might have to come an old Miss fan just off that. Over under Alex Padilla, Iowa's quarterback against Nebraska, is his QBR old enough to let's say play kid pitch, like Drew said earlier. No. Under. All right. How about this? Is is is, is QBR old enough to be in middle school? Well, then just get, you got a different oh, way. You got a you got a wide. Was it was it like thirteen to? No, like twelve to fourteen. Middle schoolers. Middle school is like eleven to fourteen. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say under. I just looked. I shouldn't have looked, but I wanted to know. <laughs> that is sad. I'll just go ahead and say his 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 QBR is in the sixth grade. It just graduated fifth grade. Oh god. Eleven. Eleven QBR. Oh no. If you want to make things better, if you combine Padilla and Petrus's age, they're or uh, QBR, they're they're celebrating their eleven and a half birthday this year. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh Petrus, my god. one for six, nine yards. My goodness. I mean, I mean that is a that will live forever in college football that he can he had that game i mean like, if you look up his name that stat line will eventually show up well Artur Sitowski is transferring next year to somewhere and he's going to make that number disappear because he'll set that, a record higher for how lower. is he still you know what dude i like three years ago in ncaa 14 i had the updated rosters and took rutgers with Artur Stitowski, whatever his name is we won the damn ship. 
There's no way he's still playing college football. Somehow Archer Satowski is still a junior. And you guys will never guess where Archer Satowski went to high school. Where? IMG Academy. Oh, geez. <laughs> Lord. That was the one year IMG went two and eight. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what Michigan State needs? What's that? They need, they need a little more Rocky Lombardi. Yeah. Just a little need. bit more. Get him back on campus. I think he yeah. actually is pretty good. He played for Northern Illinois a couple of years. You can't you can't be bad at football with that name. It'd be a I, sin. He tried Isn't his he best. Like the actual grandchild. Oh, oh my god. god. Never mind. He was horrible this year. Wow. <laughs> Who? Rocky Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi. Wasn't he the <laughs> grandson of the famed coach? I don't think. Uh is he? I, I yeah. Know. Uh I don't actually I don't know. That's the most. That's the most. That's the most perfect football name ever. He's neither related to Vince Lombardi nor named for Rocky Balboa. Neither one. Wow. Wait, have a season, Rocky Lombardi. Just a coinkadink. <laughs> Northern Illinois Huskies are three and nine. Rocky Lombardi's led them fiercely. Tony <laughs> Romo and Jimmy G would never. No, hey, that's Eastern move... Illinois, Tommy. Oh, my bad. Don't confuse do you, do you... it for Southern Illinois. My bad. My bad. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when Northern Illinois beat Florida State? Northern Illinois? Oh, no. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they won. In the Orange Bowl? Well, was, was, was it close? I'm pretty sure Dave Doran, the coach at uh, NC State, was at Northern Illinois. Is NIU the Huskies? Yeah. They are, yes. That's what I thought. They played in the Orange Bowl, and they had um, – uh, Jordan Lynch. Are you sure they didn't win? I don't think they won because it's EJ Manuel. I think they won. Yeah, Dave Doran was at Northern Illinois and had had taken the job at NC State and still coached the game. Yeah, I think they won. I really don't think so, Drew. Northern Illinois versus Florida State. Florida State 31, Northern Illinois 10. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. How did a Mac team make the Orange Bowl? When they made it over OU, I remember it made me real upset. That's crazy. But they made the Orange Bowl. I feel like the, the no other Mac team has made it. Uh, uh, no, Western Michigan made the Cotton Bowl against uh, Wisconsin. Is that when they had Corey Davis? Yeah, he was a freak in college. God, he was awesome. Hey, yeah. you know who looked? You know who looked impressive this weekend? Who's that? Robbie Ashford. Oh, okay. That, he is fast. He also sounds like an English like striker, like Harry Maguire, yeah. Robbie yeah. Ashford, Robbie Ashford with the goal. He played really well. The yeah, rest kind of the rest kind of blew that game for him. I mean, they weren't going to win anyway, but that that punt call was horrible. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. That's a that's a yeah, fourteen that point brutal. swing. Okay, Robbie, over- Robbie Ashford threw for seventy seven yards. I got another over under for you. Over under though. Robbie Ashford, yeah, he he I, like I said before, he looks like Bryce Young, like great value. How many how many rushing yards did he have? Because I had to be one hundred twenty one. I'm looking at it. That's a, and he, he he played a good game. Yeah, whoever they no, hire, whoever whoever Auburn ends up hiring, I think they should still roll with him. I think should I think they should keep Cadillac Williams. I think so too. I love Cadillac. He's over there on the sideline just bumping. <laughs> did you guys he's hear him on College awesome. Game Day? He's a he's a little tough to understand. It's a little bit like Herschel Walker. He was like, "We got the meat and potatoes of them, and we're going get, we're going out, we're going out there." I'm like, "Oh, what, what, what like you Cadillac? Yeah. 
I like him though. I, I mean, if they keep him, I, I don't think he'll. The only thing is, if they keep him and then they have to fire him, he's like, you know, he's like the fun, famous alumni they have. You know. Yeah. That's kind of situation OSU's in now. I mean, well, Mike Gunn's been a point, good coach, but at this point with Auburn, I wouldn't be shocked if they killed the damn eagle on the fifty. Auburn. Like Auburn. Tom disgusted. Auburn. Tom's had it with Auburn. I'm so tired of it, dude. I like it makes me infuriated whenever like the program, like the school itself, fucks with the program football. Like just let them play, and they will. They're Auburn. They will be fine. I promise. Just hire someone and just be fine with that hire for once. Urban Meyer. Something, please, for the love. I'm telling you what, Auburn's not, Auburn's not, uh, they're not too morally correct, correct to not to hire Jerry Sandusky. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I don't care who they hire. Just hire someone that wins. Someone doesn't, some people that don't have morals might be Fox. What? Meyer on the broadcast. What? What about an Urban Meyer out there? He's an awful person. Did you hear the Ohio State fans chanting they wanted him back after the game? Yeah. That well, was they're, they're they're ridiculous. They've lost three games the last two years. Chill out. Two of those have been Michigan. Well, you doubled that this year, so I want to hear it from them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm telling you what, beating your rival is better than I mean, I'd rather go eight and four and beat my rival, my biggest rival, than go ten and two and lose to him. Look, I, I this season has been saved by one game only. And that's that what I'm saying. Good. If we would have won that game, we went eight and four. I'd be, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd be like, oh, oh it happens. Yeah, but that's, that's, I'm like, yeah, we sucked this year, but we won Bethlehem. That's all yeah. I care. If you would have told me we were going to win one of our last three games, I said, oh, I guess we lost Bethlehem. Yeah, but you got someone. Well, I mean, we. I'm pretty sure right now we lose to FIU. We lose the. We lose the USF. Hey, I'm, yes, I'm hoping yes, that yes. whatever happens in the bowl game, we don't play somebody that like. Let's play somebody. I don't know. Jerry Bohannon may throw for 500 yards against OU. Right. You now. guys want to. You guys want to beat. You guys want to meet up in the guaranteed rate bowl and just have a grand time in Phoenix. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Is that game in Phoenix? I think so. I love Phoenix. I love Phoenix. Take, take me down to Phoenix and let's get an inter-squad scrimmage going. Oh, I mean, we, oh we yeah. To, to feel the whole football team. Let's just have Bedlam 2 in Phoenix. Oh, oh, but basically, uh, hopefully Phoenix has a good hospital system because that's where all OSU players will be. Oh, yeah, here we yeah. go. Here we how go. They, we get let Gundy and Venables run the, run the Oklahoma drill. No, Venables will kill them. Kale, yeah. Kale Gundy is a ceremonial uh, coin tosser. Yeah. Hey, we need we need to have OU and OSU scrimmage, and then Tulsa walks in menacingly, and then OU and OSU have to team up together to Maybe defeat Tulsa. Tulsa, <laughs> Tulsa with, without a head coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how we talked about earlier in the year, like if OU and OSU combined. Yeah. What do you think a record? What do you think a record would be right now? Nine and three. <laughs> it's not good. Nine <laughs> and three. And it is a question mark that we're going to beat TCU. Well, what would happen is we would have we'd have Brent Venables as the defensive coordinator. Derek Mason would help him out. Defense would be pretty okay to find. Oh, our the, offense would be terrible. The offense would have Jeff Levy and Casey Dunn up there. <laughs> They'd score twenty-one in the first quarter, and then they would punt the rest of the game. <laughs> they no, dude. They honestly, they may score forty-five in the first quarter, and then 
never don't gain a single yard the rest of the game. You you would think OU's Alabama the way they play their first quarter. Oh, I you would. In every game except for the Texas game, the first quarter's been incredible. I literally thought you guys were about to blow the crap out of Texas I, Tech. I did too. I, well, I, I peeked back at the game in the second half. I'm like, oh, this is a game. When Marvin Mims had that catch, I was like, oh, we won. Uh, I will say this about that game since we're talking about it. Uh, it seems very odd that your first play in overtime is a Philly special to just allow your quarterback to get absolutely crushed by the sideline. That was Hold such on. a funny play. Don't even, not, not just our quarterback, our concussion-prone quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our quarterback that if he goes out, I mean, we put a statue in. I also, saw Davis Bevel warm up, and I and I got nervous. He came in the also, game. Also, we, he, we lined up a wide receiver. Yeah, me, they said, "Don't let him touch the ball." <laughs> Levy needs to take notes from Michigan because they ran that tight end jump pass to perfection. Oh, weekend. that was sweet, man! Hey, was hey, so hey cool. it was a ours was a running back jump pass. Thank you very much. It was an Eric Gray jump no, shot. That's what that's what Michigan did. They ran the they handed it off, and he got up next to last linebacker threw it. Yeah, a linebacker converted to running back for this game. This and week, they, this and week. then and then they threw it to the uh, the tight end. It was awesome, dude. When yeah. I saw Tech's nine thousand pound defensive tackle score for them, I I knew we lost. Well, they tried to throw it to him the play before. I know. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the Baylor game when that fucking nine thousand pound fullback was just scoring twelve touchdowns a game. Hey, give me one good reason why uh they don't run flea flicker three or four times a game. Oh, it dude. works every time. It would work. I will never every understand. Time. I will never, ever, ever understand why hook and ladder is not a bigger thing. It's got dude, like oh, what? That's what the game rugby is literally built off of hook and ladders. Like that's the entire game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the next okay, who's like the most innovative Austin's of mine? Lincoln Riley? Probably. Probably. The next the next Lincoln Riley will be somebody who figures out how to do downfield laterals. I'm telling you. Could you, you imagine? Could you imagine USC and that and those receivers just running downfield? Just Mar, is it Mario Williams that's there? Yeah, yeah. yeah Mario Williams just tosses it behind him to to Jordan Addison, and <laughs> they would never not be stopped. They would never, never be tackled ever. Can I'll you, okay. dude? Dude, you could literally like run two fucking go routes, or like a go route on the left, or a in in a go route, and you throw it to the go route. This guy is trailing behind. You get tackled up here. By the go, toss it behind you. Toss it behind, or just just run crossers, and, and it, run crossers. And, and if it's by the sideline, the ball goes out of bounds. It's still your ball. Yeah, or run two it, posts. It just it just made me think about it because the Raiders ran the most perfect flea flicker I've ever seen. It, was, it got me ready. It was like, give me one celebrity play call. I'm I'm running the flea flicker. Uh, <laughs> speaking of of hook and ladders, a team that did not run the hook and ladder right or lateral in general. Um, Whatever the heck it was, Clemson, I believe that just for some reason just oh. tossed the ball forward <laughs> for no reason to give Carolina the ball to end the game. It was ridiculous. So hey, let's talk about it. Shame, shame. Okay, so Frank Beamer, Shane Beamer's uh, father, I believe it's his dad, uh, yeah, was famous for calling like Beamer ball. Basically, Virginia Tech played incredible special teams. South Carolina is doing the exact same thing. Their special teams is incredible. Their punter downed them at the inside the five like six times. Yeah, and then. That but that play Clemson made. Oh my goodness! Like what is he? What in the world? Wasn't Shane Beamer like our assistant special teams coordinator or something like that? He was tight ends coach. He's he's, yeah. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he helped the special teams a lot. I'm pretty sure he's our assistant head coach. He was. Yeah, I know he was for sure. But Uh, I I know he did a lot of special team stuff. Well, he's a good coach, man. 
I would if I mean, if Lincoln Riley wouldn't have freaking left year year later. I wouldn't mind having Shane Beamer as the head coach. He's, dude, seemed he's motivated for he's sure. A good coach. Yeah. I dude, OU has run a fake field goal twice this year, and it has made three times. Me, three times. It has made me excited every single one because now every field goal we have, I'm like, it could happen. We could do it. I don't think that it, they this game it didn't work, did it? It didn't work. No. It, but this is like the only one that hasn't worked. So we're two I mean, for three this year. Pretty good odds. <laughs> but that's like it what is. we used to do. I remember like that's like old OU though. That's like early two thousands OU. Like Michael that's Honeycutt just... was running for a touchdown against against OSU. Yeah, that around bullshit. He rounded up at sixty seven percent completion rate. Hey Calvin, you remember that game when we played at Texas and. Uh, God damn it! Our our long snapper sh- literally uh, did a a, a sky hook to Jelani oh, Woods. Oh, oh, oh my God, that was awesome! <laughs> we we didn't throw it to Jelani Woods, who's now an NFL tight end, but maybe twice in the entire season, and we just said to shot put it to him or a hook shot from from our holder. Really that dude, that's that's another instance of Gundy just being a horrific coach. I mean, dude, if you're a head coach, I don't care what your offensive coordinator's doing. I'm looking at Jelani Woods, and I'm saying if I am anywhere near the end zone. I'm at least throwing it up once to him. Well, Tom, let me let me understand this. Tyree Kill was was the second on our depth chart at running back. <laughs> like he does, man does not understand how to look at talent. Tyree Kill might be the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL, and he was playing. He was running inside zone for the books. He was really <laughs> just punt returning, honestly. Like that was all he was really known for at OSU. I saw yeah. I saw Mike Gunny say something today. They said that he's not going to get involved with the players. Like talk like if they're gonna come back or not. He's not gonna talk to him about it. He's gonna like why? He said, "Well, what you, what can you do? <laughs> well, I don't know. Talk, talk, to him. talk to him. You can beg <laughs> on your, your knees. I don't know, Mike. Your job. You can do that. <laughs> like, like what in the world? He'll be talking about what he had for lunch probably tomorrow at the press conference. He'll yeah. be talking about his yogurt pretzels again. Yeah, don't worry. He had yogurt pretzels last Monday. Michael, <laughs> like, I do not oh, care. I listened every Monday. Or it's Tuesdays. He'll he'll come on a radio show, and I'll just listen to him. The other day, he was talking about 12-youth baseball and how, how pitchers need to stop throwing as many pitches. I'm like, nobody cares, man. We're 7-4. Oh. We're, like, we're, <laughs> we're terrible. I'm telling I'm you, it's bad. I bet he saw that Werfs kid throw 134 pitches. Yes, in that minor league game, I bet Gundy blew a gasket. He, he just came. Well, you know, these kids out here throwing way too many, too many pitches in twelve u thirteen. You know, but he can't even problem. remember the he can't remember the last names of our fucking commits right now. He he does not know Adam Matreco's name for a single lick. He doesn't know that guy. He doesn't know hey, he's on the field. I'll tell you this much, uh, Drew. The problem that you or that uh, Brent Venables said that name at the press conference. We'll never have yeah. that problem. Nope. He, <laughs> know, he, won't know, he won't know the name. He doesn't know their names. Literally, one time they, uh, it was a signing day press conference, which, first of all, you could just prepare by looking at their names. I mean, if you know it's a signing day press conference, maybe gloss over the sheet of the commits. But they he just goes come in front of you at least. Yeah. And they ask him, like, they're like, uh, they asked about, it was Jark Bernard at the time. They asked him about Jark Bernard. And he's like, oh, that's a kid from uh, Evan- Evangel. They're like, yeah, it's a kid from Evangel. And he's like, we're talking about Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana. Like his name is Jark, Jark Bernard Converse. I mean, how do you not know his name? He's been committed for a year. You might have been a little nervous to say Jark. He didn't want to say it wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, man. But it happens. 
he names everybody by numbers, Calvin. So there's a oh, reason he oh, does yeah. that. Oh, he loves doing that. No, he, 17. He'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be an incredible NASCAR commentator. Yeah. Got the 12 car going around turn oh, four. Oh, I mean, perfect, perfect the, accent for it, too. He could wear his own and shirt and be as happy oh, as he could be. People would love him. <laughs> oh, I'm telling Speaking. you. Michael Gundy can have his own podcast in a, in a couple of years. It will be it will do numbers because he's actually very entertaining to listen to. I want to see it not when you're losing. I want to see a Mike Gundy, Mike Leach, the Mike podcast, as two, we like to say. It's like two bears, Mike and Mike, Mike, Mike and Mike. Mike, and just let them talk. Speaking of speaking of crazy names, you see the guy that scored for TCU this week. Oh, George, oh my gosh, George Quavius. George George let me tell you. My mom had a cow when she saw that name yeah. come on the screen. <laughs> she had no clue what was going on. Oh, George Quavius. George Quavius. Yeah. My my dad looked at me and said, "Is that really his name?" I said, "Yeah, I, I would assume." No, they just put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't for the life of me. What's the OSU guy's name? DeKelvion. DeKelvion Beeman. DeKelvion Beeman. DeKelvion. This guy's name was George Quavius Spivey. Yeah. <laughs> George, that's like that's like an NCAA in the country. That's like an NCAA fourteen coach name that we pick. Like that's awesome. I love it. I love it when it flashes up there and you're like, boy, can't, can't butcher this one. Dude, TCU's <laughs> got some names on that team. What's the uh, Thompson Hodgins guy? Hodges, Hodges, Hodges oh, dude, can we? Can I read off this roster? They've got some awesome names. Oh on yeah, start yeah. naming them. I'm gonna look oh, through it. Hang on. This makes me like TCU even more. You know what's a good name? It's not TCU, but Sheradric Thompson. Sheradric Thompson. Name. I'll tell you what, that one's really hard to say fast. Drew, so here we go. Are you ready for some of these? Wait, can I hear Drew yeah. say Sheradric Thompson five times fast? Sheradric Thompson, Sheradric Thompson, Sheradric Thompson, Sheradric Thompson, Sheradric Thompson. Damn, that was impressive. Boom. That was impressive. That was Come huge. On, we've got, we've got uh, Trevius Trave- Trave- Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, then we've got Keyon, K-E-E apostrophe Y-O-N. Stewart, Imari yeah. is it Amari or is Amari? Amari Di Mercado. Yeah, Di Mercado's on the team. Tay Barber. This guy's name is N A M D I O B I A Z O R. Namdi Obazior. Yeah, Jamoy Hodge is on the team. Uh, Diarco Perkins McAllister. I mean, uh, my God, where do they get these guys? Yeah, then they got Gorquavius Spivey is awesome. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's Sonny Dykes coming out here and just getting funny names because he's got a funny one. Yeah. They got a guy <laughs> they got a guy named Ish Burdine. Ish Burdine. Shadrach Banks is on this team. No, that's Shadrach. Awesome. Shadrach is that's a Bible name. Sh- oh yeah, I know Shadrach. Shadrach and Abednego. Shadrach and Abednego. Yeah. Come on. Is that the guy that got burnt? And, and Misha. They didn't get burnt. They, did, they, get burnt. they were not they got burnt. thrown in the furnace, yeah. Yes, yeah. Giante McMillan. Uh Savion Williams. He's, he's good, man. Oh, yeah, they, they've got some good players on this team. These are, these names are awesome. This is going to be a team I remember for a long time. Ben Reppenhagen. Uh, you guys, you guys remember? Uh, oh, wonder, wonderful Terry. One, oh yeah, one, wonderful Terry Duck. What was it? What's the guy for you? Duck. duck Storm Duck. That one's incredible. <laughs> here, here's, here's, here's my favorite one. He he transferred from Southwest Oklahoma State University. Oh boy, here we go. Z I M. Z-I-M-B-A-L-I-S-T is his first name. Zimbalist. <laughs> and then his last name is Odoms. O-D-H-A-M-S, the third. Zimbalist Odoms, the third, man. You're telling me there's two other Zimbalists? Yeah, and then there's Doug Blue Ely. Ezra Dotson 
Oyete, O-Y-E-T-A-D-E. These names are great. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think the first time like Mike Breen saw Giannis's name out there? No. What do you think he was thinking? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You're telling me this guy plays for the Bucks? <laughs> and there's three of them? There's three of them. That's the worst part, is there's literally three of them. <laughs> this guy's name is L L W A L, and then his last name is U G U A K. Luol Guagak? Luol Ugak. Ugak. Jake, say that again. Luwalu Ugaguak? Luwalu, wait, wait, say it. What's the number is he? 96. He's a senior. Uh, I see it. I bet I can do it. He transferred from UConn. What a season to transfer. Luwal Uguak. Luwal Uguak. Well, let's see what the thing does. Luwal Uguak. I just put in a pronunciation guide thing. Luwal Uguak. Yeah, no, TCU has some crazy names. They have some. I remember when that when that guy scored. Yeah, my mom also was like, "Is that really his name?" Yeah. Uh, the best, the best, the best part of the sat- Saturday when OSU lost to, to to West Virginia was Braden Johnson couldn't catch it. My dad goes, "Oh, there's Stonehands Johnson." My mom goes, <laughs> "My mom goes, is that really his name? Is he really named Stonehands?" Oh. <laughs> come, on, come on, Pam. No, no, he just can't catch. Oh, it would be quite on par for us to just recruit a guy named Stonehands for receiver. <laughs> Stonehands. <laughs> I mean, that is the most OSU player I've ever heard. Stonehands Johnson. Stonehands Johnson sounds like a. I don't even know. He sounds like a. Sounds like, like a, a Civil War veteran. Yeah, or like a. Uh, old, an old Stonehand, one-eyed Stonehand Johnson. Yeah, yeah, cartoon villain. He got his he got his hands stuck in concrete as a child. <laughs> Can't he, get it off. He can fire a musket like you've never seen before. <laughs> He's killing those Southern boys like it's his job. <laughs> All right, that's our pod. Follow us on socials at Three Man FB, FB at Three Man Rush FB. We love you guys. Now the regular season's over. We appreciate you guys listening. It's been a fun ride. We love you. Yeah.